Hi everyone, I'm Portia. And I'm Namsa. Welcome to Assume It Will Be Brilliant, Shondaland STEM podcast. Hi Portia. Hi Nams, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm really excited for today's episode. <laughs> also, me. <laughs> 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 yeah because you did a lot of homework and it's very fresh in your mind for you so it is it is fresh um yeah. you did homework too but you did it earlier than me so it's because I, I love a good scam this week we're getting into we're a little behind the curve i hope everybody's still interested well actually i think what prompted this particular episode was the release of bad vegan which was a bit later the, the original one was tinder swindler this is the one where I keep calling it the Twitter Sindler. <laughs> to be honest, though, I have to say this is probably one of my favorite scam docs in a minute because I felt like it took itself seriously, but also the entertainment value was really high. Yes. In, in, in an interesting way, because it's very similar to Firefest. Um, yes. Dropout and uh, We Work. I don't know if you've seen, not the dramatized, yeah. I watched all the We Work documentaries as well. And they're very much in the same style, but somehow I found this one. Maybe it's just because it was globe trotting, right? And right. the central figures were women. Obviously, the man is the scammer, but they were, it was very personalized to them, you know? And it yes. didn't really tell the story at all from his perspective. I felt like I strapped in to the roller coaster. And like we were off to the races. I've mixed my metaphors there, but I really was just watching this thing. Like I was like, and and then what? And then who? And then what? In a much more like animated way than I did with all the others. Watch this scam type of. (laughs) That's also true for me because I remember watching the Elizabeth Holmes one, the doc, not the show. And I just felt like it didn't feel funny. It felt very, oh my word, especially when we're talking about people's health. It felt very serious. But this... But I did also sometimes laugh when I would hear her deep voice. I didn't know that it was fake. I thought it was real. And I felt bad because I was like, am I laughing at someone's voice that's so mean? (laughs) Because people's voices are just their voices. Like, this is so inappropriate. (laughs) Something about it, I just felt like, LOL, this lady sounds... Sounds like she's being extra. And then later when I felt so vindicated when it was <laughs> really she's on purpose. Anyhow, but let's get into it because I mean Yeah, we're just basically at this stage in 2022, living in the world of highlighting a lot of scam artists, whether it's in business, in dating, there's been a lot of these shows or documentaries that have come out and it sparked a lot of interest. I think this is a conversation that will keep going while this content is being made um, about these very prominent figures. So these shows, so we, we at some stage we'll probably talk about the We Work, the Uber and the um, Theranos you know, shows that have come out. And then, of course, there is the bad vegan type of documentary. The, I guess, Inventing Alice is not really a documentary in any way, sense or shape, whatever, but it is very much in line with this sort of the Tinder swindler. And I think what um, Netflix does well is they do bring a lot of entertainment into their documentaries. Like you were talking about fire. There are points where you are, thinking i remember watching bad vegan the very first part the guys talking about how this woman believed 
Sama. Sama believed that her dog would be made immortal. And you're like, what is this? What is this documentary? What are we watching? What are we talking about? I mean, I will say Bad Vegan felt a little more, it told the story, but it felt a little more disjointed to me. And I think it might be because of what we were talking about. Like the man, I've watched the scam documentaries of religious leaders, Bikram, yes. John of God, all these spirituality type swindlers. And I've watched the financial ones and I've watched the spy ones that I'm a mystery <laughs> one. And in general, scammers stick to one story, you know, or this man. And then also his, it, it was just, he, it, I was a little lost because I didn't understand how he was doing the scam. I was like, and then I didn't want to victim blame. Right. I didn't want to be like, girl, 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 come on, come on now, get it together. But at the same time, I was like, girl, girl, girl. <laughs> and I know, because yeah. I know what you're talking about. There were just so many things happening. Was he was like, scamming her. He was telling her about being a black ops spy. And there was the CIA. And then also she didn't know what he did. Like these, these parts where she's like, she didn't know his job. And I'm like, uh, and then there's also the parts where he's very rich. He's getting meetings into um, these big banks and he's got so much money. But then there's also the ones where he's lived many lives. He, in his past lives, this, her dog was his dog and she, he, he's going to get to, to a le- higher level, a higher plane. And so that she can also be like him. Because she's just a mere human. Yeah. And, and it's like, there's so many things happening. Warfare there. Like, it's just so many things happening. And I just, so that, <sighs> that made it really odd for me to try to follow what's going on. At the end of the day, there's a scammer, there's a scammy. Money was lost. So in a way, the, the narrative is, is simple. And I was very um, ambivalent about the woman. same main victim and they did leave us on a you haven't i don't think you've gotten to the end but they do leave you on a on a sort of cliffhanger that does leave you as perplexed about her as you were to begin with but at the same time especially when there's multiple victims involved especially when those victims are women and knowing all that we know about how the patriarchy is set up what is sold to us and marketed to us is like the ultimate goals and romance and all this sort of thing and also how it is very difficult, particularly when you are presented with a different image at first, um, mm-hmm. to get out of a situation where somebody's actively, consciously manipulating mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Like, I have mm-hmm. to have empathy on that level, right? Because these women, they just trusted. There's nothing wrong. They didn't do any of the wrong. So in as much as it's tongue-in-cheek and I'll be here, it's like, <laughs> ladies, you know? A spy yeah. is not going to tell you there is that spy. he's a spy. A hundred percent. No matter how much he loves you, like this is just not one of the things that's going to happen. And nobody who has money needs to ask is, you for money. That's just—I mean, to me, that seems like basic. I don't, uh, you know. And if they incremental increases over time, it's one thing when you're like, "Can you give me five bucks to pay for this parking?" <laughs> I have my wallet. It's a very different thing when you're like, "My enemies are after me. Give me thousand dollars." Wait. I need you to open, yeah, enemies, so many enemies. I need you to open a credit card. Like, there's a part of me that's very self-righteous about that. And I'm like, these women need to get it together. But I just want to say, like, for the record, 
being actively manipulated is very confusing and very difficult, especially once the person has gone through what they needed to go through to literally set up the opposite. That's how they confuse you to get you to trust in who hundred percent to be. And then they change very incrementally, very nefariously. And they're the only ones who know everything that's going on. And they're presenting you with a particular set of facts and vision. And they gaslighting you as well. They well, you misunderstand. Like you don't, you know what I mean? This is how I this is what the deal is. Like mm. I just want to make sure I say that that I will be at the be- at- yeah, up, up, up the onset. I think, yeah, I think to just close a bit on, well, not close, just to close this intro because we're going to get into it. <laughs> it's just to say um, with the bad vegan one, and I guess a bit of tenderness. I was actually telling my fiance today, I was like, you see, the thing about me is that if some man, it, it could be George Clooney, and if George Clooney is sitting here and he's like, he wants to date, I'm like, cool. Then he says, but can I borrow a couple of ten, like tens of thousands? I'm going to be like, listen, George, it's been really cool. But call Oprah. Why are you asking me? <laughs> I'm a pauper. <laughs> you don't need money from me. For me, it's already, it's already a nah. There's the black ops. Even let's just say it's real that he is black ops. Hear me, hear me. I'm not trying to date anyone who is in the black ops. And it, but anyway, let's get into it. Tinder Swindler, I think one of the main things to just intro this is to say dating is already hard. Like dating is hard. And you can even see that first lady whose name I could never remember was Cecile in the Tinder Swindlers one, when she speaks in the beginning about how she's had over a thousand matches on Tinder. And it's like, what? Over, I think she's been on it for like over seven years. I'm like, whoa. That's like a lot. That's very much. Even in seven, I suppose if you're focused and you really want to see as many options. Because for me, I'm like, I maximum five a month tops, like to even go exploratory. And so I don't think I could, I don't know what's five times 12. I'm a 60. Like I'm not going to make it to a thousand in seven years. Even if there I, is no I mean, way. that is so high. I'm going to say like three, <laughs> three max, not even two, because we must talk first week, maybe meet fourth week. So yes, we have to get to the point of meeting. Exactly. But I also think like, I think there is, it's probably, she probably, I just assumed that she didn't meet over a thousand people, that she was just connecting with these people. Like, and, right, and that's fine. You can connect with all these people and then see, okay, maybe upon like chatting with them, either on the app, I guess, or on, on WhatsApp or FaceTime or whatever it is, realizing, okay, maybe we're not the match. But I actually, I went out with some friends, not out the friends, and they um, actually asked them like, hey, like, how did you guys meet? Because they, they're dating. So there was myself and my fiance and this other couple. And they met on a dating app, which was fascinating to me because I was like, oh my word, I, you know, I haven't really met many people that have met in that world just because a lot of my friends or are already together from years ago. So from before dating on the apps. And um, she spoke about, you know, meeting on the apps and like going on different kinds of dates. And her one friend would go, was on the apps 
and she would have multiple dates in a day. So she would bring her, this friend on the dates with her and it, she'd basically speed date her matches, which I found so fascinating. I was like, whoop. What? Fascinating. Wait, so she'd invite them all to one place and speed date them? Yes, but not like There's at the same one? time. Oh, I see. Okay. So she'd do a one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock. So like coffee or whatever. They'd just be, it would be a, a revolving door. But I was like, this is a fair, modern dating is Wow. Oh my God, that's very efficient. I like this person. I like this. Person. I loved it. Because I had always thought if I, it's funny because now, I mean, this is a very much an t- early 20s thought, you know, <laughs> I'm older now and I'm very much very judicious about what energy enters my space. So I'm choosing to spend time with mostly it's just myself. <laughs> but <laughs> I always thought like, ugh, you know, I'm not dating relationships. I like, at least like forming a relationship, having that never really was like front of mind for me. I was very interested in people and connecting and um, friendship more than anything. So I was like, dating just seems like a lot of energy <laughs> all the time. So I always thought like, okay, when I'm, if I'm 27 and it hasn't organically happened, I will mm-hmm. literally make an application process. Really? Yeah, yeah. I will, and I was serious about it. I presented it jokingly because I knew it was people would be like, "That's not how people do things." But I always thought that I would literally like write on Facebook or something and be like, "Hey, I'm actively in pursuit <laughs> of a partner. If you're interested, send me an email, send your resume, send what why you think we'd be a good match. Like, let me know." And exactly what this lady is doing, like just match, 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 and then I'd go somewhere and sit and be like, "Enter number one, number two, number three." Yes. Next round, five, you know, like that. <laughs> Do you know what that actually reminds me of? Did you ever watch, so two things, one that's more current and one that's older. Did you ever watch Because I Said So? Yes. With Mandy Moore, Diane yes. Keaton. Yes. And yes. she like, the mom basically sits, well, makes an application process and then interviews a bunch of guys to date her daughter. It reminds me of that, but also yes. more recent Bridgerton where the Duke, he's not the Duke, sorry, the what is he? What is what is Anthony? Uh, the Viscount. The, the Viscount basically goes, he's got this list of all these women and he's going to interview them. And he sits down with them. He's like asking them all these interview questions. And he's basically doing modern dating, yes. but not in a modern world. <laughs> but yeah, I just found it like, again, we, I, have none, I have no clue what this world is. So for me, I felt very empathetic towards these women because I'm like, I've got no clue what it must be like now yeah. to be sifting through a whole bunch of different men not knowing what you're going to get and the very thing that they get or that she got was she swipes this guy Simon and the first date he's talking about he has to go on a flight to another country he's taking the private private jet does she want to come and he gets his driver in a Rolls Royce to take her to her house to get her bags and she's on the private jet and they get into a hotel and I'm just thinking like if it's me of course I believe it because it's not as he's not sending you photos of this is what I'm doing which you can of course fabricate yeah yeah exactly you are in the experience of it yeah and also you've got to remember she talks about how he was being emotionally vulnerable that night at that hotel and he was opening up to her yeah no, this, these are classic, classic manipulation tactics. Like if you are, I have to give Simon his credit for sort of locating or like targeting 
women on Tinder as opposed mm-hmm. to finding them out in the street because they could be in any circumstance. But you mm-hmm. already have a subset of people who are primed. They're looking for connection, for vulnerability, for absolutely love. Literally, that's what they're on, on here for. So he already yep. knows. Okay. And then we live in such a simplistic nonsense society. With, and some things are just basic. Okay. Like it is true. If somebody has money, they already go in like the plus column. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and then he's showing it off. He's whatever. And also, if you're using money, you can give people heightened experiences. We talked about this on like our mm-hmm. bachelor episode, right? Like mm-hmm. part of the reason it's so hard for me to buy in to like these people are falling in love is like, yeah, because they're on a freaking island in Mykonos in the sunshine yep. being given like alcohol on tap. And being man like forced into these vulnerable romantic situations, and so he he hit all the beats he needed to. He knew that he was like, he really I'm did. Give you money up front. I'm going to give you a wonderful experience. I'm going to show you just an amazing time externally, environmentally, and then when we talk, I'm going to be like, and my puppy died when I was three years old, and that is yes, that changed me. Really play on those things. He knows the woman's psyche. He knows what it is for women to fall in love or at least in, in, in the infatuation stages too. He also knows inside the psychology of like, especially in this world of yeah. social media and everything, what people present is for a lot of people, reality. We believe what we see. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't just present it in like the, like on his profile but he presented it in your experience of him in person it was always lavish it was always extra he was then sending flowers when he wasn't there he was sending you videos of like this is where I'm at and you can geolocate him because he is traveling it's not as if he's at home telling you I'm in Greece and he's in London in in London yeah he's literally in Greece so So you and you've had part of that experience. Yeah. You completely believe it. Never mind if you are Paulina who comes later. And I remember texting, I was like, who on earth is Paulina now? (laughs) Yeah. And he knows knows the narrative, the Prince Charming narrative. And that's the thing, because one of my favorite things to always think about ever, just generally when I'm like trying to analyze how situations get away is the law of large numbers, um, Mm -hmm. which says that like, in large numbers, um, you can predict behavior. Basically, you have a high level of accuracy to predict what's going to happen. So any group of people. So when we say women, when we generalize. Yes. Yes. But any individual woman could be very different. He Absolutely. Women he got to, I'm sure he tried some women who were like, get out of my DMs. I already, you know, but law of large numbers, you know, you hit up enough of them and most women, we do have the sort of Disneyified love story in our head. Even yes. though we might be conscious of it and actively buck against it and try to like make sure we're making the right choices for who we are as individuals, mm-hmm. this stuff is still in the ether. If you push the right button at the right time, we mm-hmm. still are predisposed to wanting to believe that because of our sort of like conditioning, right? Like we're more likely yeah. to believe in like the fairy tale, as unrealistic as we know it is. Mm-hmm. If it's happening in front of us, we want it to be real, as opposed to to you know being like anything that's too good to be true this is how scams still exist like people if it's too good absolutely to be true, probably isn't is not our instinct we don't go with that as naturally as you think we would you know because we're not rational yeah. beings. we're emotional beings we're driven by our emotions so it's like <laughs> and it's also like what makes truly it's also what makes these other shows that we watch these reality dating shows 
what's so compelling and so successful is that what they're selling is actually just a real life in inverted commas version of Disney. We're watching these big dates that you're talking about and we're watching people fall in love. We're getting to believe that this is real. This can happen for us because it's happening to these ordinary people. Um, so it's like, oh, this is this this can actually happen. We, they make these dates where people have to be open and vulnerable and emotionally open on national television. And that's a big thing. So when someone is in real life, not even on TV, then being really emotionally vulnerable. So you think, you think it's a big thing. They're putting trust in you. It lowers your defenses. And of course, when the person's got a more sob story, it makes you feel something inside and you think, and, and not you, but we think that that is love. We think that's romance. We think that when it's just that it's our humanity, we're connecting with another human. And because we kind of like, we like the person, we think that's, ro- that is, oh, I'm, I like this person in a romantic way. We're just con- connecting with them in an empathy that's all we're feeling (laughs) and it's just been sold to us in that way for so long so if she speaks about beauty and the beast of course that's what she loved because he's presented as this beast who's actually no he's had a hard life and he just needed someone to save him and to turn to see the real him and then he becomes a girl i know of course he got swindled by the tinder swindler (laughs) and again i have to actually say you know, I felt very much this Simon character, Leviviev or whatever he calls himself, he actually, this documentary made me feel, oh my word, Anna Dobby was actually terrible. Oh, really? So it was this. And in the, in, she was terrible in this one aspect. And then in the other aspect, I was like, okay. The one aspect was I felt, okay, Anna wasn't so bad in that she was, you know, defrauding or ba- like whatever, these big banks. And in that way, and we've had this discussion before, and I think a lot of these stories and documentaries that are coming out now really solidify this view for me that we've been that we've had behind the scenes about the barrier to entry for black people in that if it was this a black woman or a black man there's no way they would have gotten in the meeting with the bank or with investors so there's no black elizabeth holmes let's just say that there's no black anna dalvey cool but I felt she was terrible when I thought about the friends aspect of it in that these people genuinely did believe that as her, that she was their friend and that she did have this money because she presented as it. So even if, and we had this discussion in the Anna Dalvi one and you were actually, I'm like, you were right. Yeah. Even if they were after her money, so to speak, mm. she, d- she played that game with them. She was like, yes, I do have this money. She spent the money. She balled on them. Exactly. So they, of course, believed it. Mm -hmm. So when she then bailed on them, it was, of course, a huge like, oh, my word. I cannot believe it. And especially that one lady who, again, I maintain after the fact when all the money was restored, I was like, okay, cool. She capitalized. But again, I still say big ups to her for capitalizing. But I do feel more like, wow, she was a real victim because I'm watching these women in the story and I'm like, 
I feel for them because what he preyed on, and it's not the same as Anna W, but what he preyed on was fear as well, where he was like, I've got these enemies. And he, pre- he presented those pictures with Peter being beat and up. you're my woman. You're my person. You're my person. And you're, you're- you are the only one. He built this up of like, I want to marry you. I want to have kids with you. You're mm-hmm. end game for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but I just, I'm in this fix right now. And it's, you know, I've got, I'm good for the money, mm-hmm. which is what Anna said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And also to me, it's interesting because a lot of the times it is women getting scammed, women getting taken into cults, women being manipulated, mm-hmm. brainwashed, like all that sort of stuff. And the tendency to victim blame, I mean, we know it also just in general from like our approach towards even sexual assault. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You shouldn't have got taken in. What's wrong with you? Why could you have an, and mm-hmm. that's why I'm always like, but where does the blame lay? Who did Absolutely. that led to this? And with financial mm-hmm. crimes, because it's money and it's not really people, I think we can often, you know, just be like, well, you got God, like it's money. Yes. People yes. Are happy. You need to be watching who's playing with your money. But like these people build, as you were saying, it's human empathy. It's a connection. Yeah. So I a judgment about that connection because people were saying, Rachel, from Anna, it's like, whatever, you were cloud chasing. You wanted to have a good time. You wanted mm. to have good vibes and have good holidays. You arranged everything. And now you just feel bad because your friend lied. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's fine. Like, even if she was chasing. True, it, yeah. Fine, she was under the impression that that was fine. Now we want to hop on or not she's a good person or a superficial person. But somebody else here lied to everybody. A hundred percent. And was pretending and, st- and has no remorse. And this is what the two of them have in common. Both Absolutely. of them are tweeting about their lush life, which then there's this issue because you were saying these big public figures when you started the when we started the podcast, you were like, mm. yeah, these big stories, these people. There is this irony here that we're the ones making them that or the media yes. is the ones making them that wherever you want to lay it. And on the one hand, I think it's really important that we know that these Simone Levievs are out here, you know, mm-hmm. trying to play you. Like, rich ain't always rich, because that's the other thing. We always think rich is mm. and therefore we're ready to buy it. It's the same reason that Trump can run around saying he's a billionaire and he's not, but he's got yeah. the heirs of it, right? And like, mm. we, and then we do so many, we conflate, um, we go the extra mile with wealth. For no reason. Mm. So anytime somebody's wealthy, we automatically think they're smart, which is 100% not necessarily the case. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Their voices matter just a smidgen more somehow. Yes. They know things we don't know. You know, that they're just a <laughs> step above, if not seven steps above, right? And it's like, no, we need to stop assigning all these other extra personality traits <laughs> just because Absolutely. people have uh, signs on them, right? But it is what it is that is still a way that we are. But yeah, I don't know if we want to elevate this, people. Like there was the question asked, yes, Shonda, get those yeah. rights, make this movie. This is interesting. But at the same time, we basically paid her and made her a public figure. So there's some reward that they've received, especially these kinds of narcissistic, you know, I know that I'm not an official psychologist to diagnose this, but Mm. people who have a very inflated sense of self and the same with true crime. You know what I mean? We're like, you're this murderer. Let's watch their story for 18 hours on end. And I'm there. I'm sitting. Mm -hmm. Don't think I'm taking myself elsewhere. And so I I struggle between that like um what is the social value 
and the um, not necessarily good because I don't think you need to have a good reason for things to be created or exist like they can just be like yes yeah but it it can feel very icky there's an icky space there if this is if this is like bad behavior that we're scrutinizing and talking about right but on that side those who behave badly do receive some sort of social capital and reward um, especially if they're out and free, like Simon and Anna, like, what did we just do? Like, so for instance, with the things that have to do with companies, so like Theranos, WeWork, mm. Uber, those ones that are now in the mainstream, right? I do think, you know, they, there's the cult of personality part that we, that and that's the scintillating, titillating stuff that we're all watching, like, mm. this crazy person, what? But there is on the side of the financial institutions on thinking about board structures, thinking about how did we let this company get this way or one person get away. Mm. I do think there's important lessons in that. And I know that there's people who are 100% and they are, but they are on the like, let's listen to podcasts. They're on like the economist mm. podcast about like, here's the issue with Silicon Valley. <laughs> no, and absolutely and that's like useful but then you know the side that's just entertainment i don't know what it's doing to us you know what i mean to just be like Woo, scams, and not thinking about you know there is something wrong relationally here what is our relationship to money what is our relationship to wealth what is our relationship and fame there? and fame yeah true Porsche, i actually and i was actually this was my reflection and what actually felt a bit ill at the end of watching Tinder Swindler because it felt so much like you're joking, right? And, and it made me a lot more, again, back to Anna Dalvi, it, question, it made me question a lot more of that is what you're talking about is they paid her however hundreds of, Henry, hundreds of thousands to take, to get the story. And I'm like, this woman literally swindled people out of money they were they were real life human being victims of her crimes and she's getting paid and the Simon is here he's he's talking about getting a podcast there's a there's a specific producer lady or whatever who's having conversations to with him about having a podcast about doing a show like one of them is like a potential dating show where these women date him even though he's got a girlfriend And I was like, this is problematic because what it actually says is that for me, there is no real consequence for this behavior, specifically when you're white. Now, I say that because a lot of, I haven't seen the stories where black people do this and then just chill and now get even more famous no, I, we know and have story. more deals. We know people <laughs> they perform basically petty crimes or small scale scams and they go right to jail, straight to jail. They, could, right? they don't get out on good behavior the way Simon did after five months and then get to change their names and get to change. And they now have hundreds and hundreds and thousands of followers on Instagram and have he literally could do spawn con. He could do spawn, like he could sell stuff to people now. He's got that many followers and he's been rehabilitated through social media. Mm. And these women are still paying off their creditors. That part blows my mind. He scammed women all over the world out of over $10 million. And he's currently driving Porsches, Lamborghinis, living his best life. The funny thing, like to me, wealth is like whiteness, like real or imagined, right? 
it can buy you so much. A hundred percent. Out of situation, because you will suffer if you are like a black person who steals a, a, a drink from like a bodega and you happen to get arrested. Like it's over for you. Like you have a record, mm-hmm. you have nowhere for you to go. You're also anonymous, which was what, what where you were talking about. Uh-huh. That comes into this, right? But if you're wealthy, even fake wealthy, like if you steal big money, and we know that from the housing crisis, from the whatever, if you are a scammer on level 10, you're likely to have a softer landing than if you're a, million, like a zero level scammer. It, it just is that way. And we know that from the college scandals, We know that those people were mainly white and they all got really not bad sentences where we know that when black people do it, and it may yeah. not even be college. They not, do it for like not just, for college when they just put an high school down so that they kid can go to a school. Um, that five they, years. Yeah, yeah. Straight to jail, right to jail for fraud, mail fraud. And I just, so I'm like, have a they, fake, you can use a voice recorder to make yourself a fake financial advisor for yourself. <laughs> for yourself yep 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 and you are currently doing call her daddy podcasts you are your you, things you say on podcasts are getting published on e-news you are that famous at this stage like you can swindle who you want but you are now famous and I just it's a big question for me and I, I do I do on, and I guess, I, again, I come back to what you were saying is I think it is important to know that there are these Simons. And I, and for me, I think maybe that importance was at the expose that the, the paper did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And at least there, it's like it's journalism. Yeah. Whereas now here, it's a bit sensationalism and it's very much yeah. entertainment. Ever since the sort of television world just diversified in such a big way and there's all these streaming services and there's all this money and there's all this freedom, like one of the main streams is like find real life crimes, find mm. uh, real life stories and, and like scandals. And then we have to dramatize that in some way. Shape, mm. And it's not like a new thing. Like it's always been done. Biopics, yeah. lives are real. Um, movies like Spotlight, like about real life scandalous mm. issues, like have always, it's always been something that's done. It's not like some new genre, but now it's like anything that has a little bit of virality to it. It's got to get on the television, whether it's in a TV series, whether it's in a movie, whatever it is, it, it has to happen. And I get it. It's entertaining, but there is the question about the figures at the center of it and what are we saying about what kind of behavior we reward and, and yes. there's no regulation for it. Like, because on the one hand, I'm like, I'm absolutely loving uh, Amanda Seyfried's interpretation of this Elizabeth Holmes. Obsessed. Like I'm really enjoying that show. Oh, I, I still want that to exist. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> like I, I agreed. Like, and you know, this is good for the, it's great work on the actor's part. It's like, you know, good yeah. job. What does she get on the other side of it? Like, how is she? And what's mm. interesting too, when you look at this stuff, if you look at the male, the male scammers, Bernie Madoff did go to jail, but a lot of the financial crimes of men, a lot of the scammy mm. company stuff, they have gotten off lighter than she has, mm. as far as I can see. Which is interesting because she did also scam bigger than a lot of them, also due to her. So, do you see how it operates on two sides? Like her, her, her white lady. Absolutely, the her white lady. Yeah, her woman. Yeah, it's her women. Her, and you know what that made me think of is you know in one of the dropout episodes, which and we will talk about the dropout at a later stage, but is the the professor, the professor lady who says like, 
the truth is like it it was hard for her as a professor, a female professor in science to get ahead and all of that. And she's like, and if Elizabeth fails, like she's now this big CEO or whatever, it takes women back so, so much. And it's so true. It's now puts bigger barriers to entry for women because a woman failed as big and dismally as she did. Those barriers do not exist for white men. They do not exist. And it was so interesting just a side note, um, <laughs> I actually saw, I actually got chills just thinking about it. I saw an, something in the news the other day about the Supreme Court justices in the US were male, white males for however hundreds of years until, and they never had confirmation of hearings ever. The first time they had confirmation hearings was it was going to be a woman. And I just, I'm like, yeah, white male, it's, there's, it, there's no barrier to entry. <laughs> there's yeah. nothing in it because it is the standard. Right, right. Because it is the superimposed standard. I was having this conversation. It's the standard. The other day, um, or maybe was it yesterday? And it's just like, yeah, the way that colonialism worked is that e- Euro-Christianness, right? Like became... Mm-hmm superimposed in all of its forms, social, Mm. spiritual, economical, biological, as much as that was like pseudoscience and hella made up, right? And like just superimposed on everybody. And Mm. obviously when you superimpose yourself over something, that thing is still in the underneath. And so that's where like all the friction is because, Mm. you know, the realness, the truth has to come out. But also as the years go by, it becomes intertwined with the superimposition. So it's not as if mm. one day you can erase the Euro-Christianity and then have some sort of organic, authentic back to the earth. Like, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And like pure ways of, of being, not that there's such a thing and there were always, you know, issues in all of those arenas of life. But exactly. But because of that superimposition, which came with its very, very clear hierarchy. Yeah, the standard bearer, the, there's no barrier. There's a, literally when a white man gets into trouble, anything can happen. It depends on the person. Amy. You know I mean? <laughs> Whereas like, when a person kind of gets into trouble, everybody already knows, well. <laughs> yeah, we know what's going on. Downhill from here. <laughs> yeah, I just, it was like fascinating. And I honestly, I did feel ill at the end because these women were really scammed and not just these three, so many. And, and, and because they, you know, because love is a hell of a drug and when you're in it, you are, you are high on the pheromones on the, whatever it is. And you truly want to believe that the person you love, that you're dating is everything they say they are. And you want to help them. So of course you'll extend money to them. Why? wouldn't you those that you're still in the right you have your humanity intact that's the hard thing like the 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 bad actor is quote-unquote bad actor is the person who is actively manipulating manipulating it's faced lies without shame and before we move to our quick flame game to yeah close this out i do think it's important to shout out one person who didn't stay high off the drugs, who fully weaned off. Our, I loved her. Our Dutch queen, Eileen, who said, oh, <gasps> no. If she is a royal highness. You are swindling me. I will swindle you as well. This isn't a game. This isn't a game for me. You want to play me? Let me play you. I, I couldn't. I was so happy that she was included in this story. 
And then she gave us my favorite moment was when she was like, hey, 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 I just got an alert. The, you know, I'm still selling one of his items. Somebody wants it. I was like, snaps to you. This when she entered the dark porch, that's where I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. She she had she had so many lines that she was dropping. She was just dropping them, dropping them, dropping them. She was like, you've got to be kidding me. She told him to she's cry. like she laughed when he was like <laughs> you forgot when I'm so embarrassed to ask yeah. please she said lol that's so funny to me I like it she's like you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna book myself a quick Ryan air flight I'm coming to where you are and I'm taking all of your items and she said I'm gonna swindle the tender swindler she did she said fine I will swindle I will swindle that's the game we're in now I didn't know this was the arena but singing as you called for a champion I'm ready to go Already, She's like, you can play that game. And you could see it. She was so different even from the even from the one who wasn't a girlfriend, who was just a friend. Yes, the friend. Who like swindled. You, like, uh, that one and the one who opened the documentary, the one who went to There was some emotion there. When yeah. I leave, came on screen. She was like, you want me to sit like this? You are, are you ready to hear my... <laughs> She's busy talking about, she's laughing. She's laughing about, he said to her, I'm so like, um but like sad and embarrassed but please can you buy me a lotto ticket and she's like aren't you supposed to be some billionaire why do you my favorite is how she took out her phone for the journalist do you want to hear these voice notes let me play yes they get more and more unhinged and they get more and more like 20 minutes 30 he just keeps talking it's annoying to be honest anyway i'm still selling his items and i was just like go go forever and forever eileen may only good things come to you you deserve my favorite part of her, my favorite was when he was now, and she's laughing. He's now living in a hostel. He's grown a beard. He's looking raggedy. And she's like, he's, he's talking about being homeless. And she's like, yeah, from, from a uh, diamond prince, prince of diamonds to, um, and she's like, he called himself um, a homeless king to the, to a homeless king. And she's like, cry me a river. Oh, I know. We love her. Shout out to her. She doesn't care. And I love it. Oh, I want them all to thrive. And I hope all of these women feel a bit vindicated yeah. getting their story out. Wow. What a, what a time. Indeed. Indeed. All righty. So, and yeah. That's yeah, I will. Uh, maybe I'll just do the episode quote for today. We had some debate. We can raise. Yes, please. Yes. But we thought that it fits very well with the entire theme of love is a hell of a drug. And, you know, this is from our good friend, Simon, the Tinder Swindler. Yeah. Simon to Eileen, Queen Eileen. And he said, you have no idea how much I love you. You just need to trust me one last time. And that whole sentence is a giant red flag. Okay. Giant. He, <laughs> It's the sky is on fire, red. So, this, I fun. <laughs> this is great. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Bosh. We'll chat. We'll chat again. Yep, we sure will. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Assume It Will Be Brilliant Pod. And if you have any questions, queries, or comments, please email us at Assume It Will Be Brilliant at gmail.com. And remember, Step out into the unknown, assuming it will be brilliant.
If you listen to the show and you like it and you love it and you want to support it and help other people find us, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Even if you listen on Spotify or anywhere else, please hop over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. Thank you.